0: That's the sound of a day starting outright. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 zero-turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, turbo-force deck, and comforts like MyRide
1: and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro, count on it. We have an official DC film slate complete with dates. We have reactions for that Birds of Prey Game Awards sneak peek, the full length Stargirl trailer, and the Superman Red Sun trailer. And on top of those things, we've got updates on Wonder Woman 1984, The Suicide Squad, and Crisis on Infinite Earths. But first, I'm David C. Robertson. This, my trusty co host, Jason Goss. Hello. And we are DC on screen. This is the podcast where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television. Give honest opinions on projects, upcoming and past. and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers. And welcome to the show. Wow, a lot to cover up front there. Lots of yeah, lots, lots, lots to do up front. For some reason tonight, I just wanted to throw all that good stuff out there. Like, look at all the stuff we have. And. <laughs> But, you know, it's been like two weeks since we've done a news. It has. so yeah. Good to get back right. to it. Uh, real quick, uh, I want to thank the patrons, all you guys. Just, you make it possible, man. You're, you're really helping us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to help support us uh, monetarily, uh, patreon.com slash screen. And uh, if you want to support us uh, not in a monetary fashion, we are trying to get to 100 uh, reviews over on Apple. Uh, uh, Before the end of the year We're up to 87 So I'm starting to get the feeling We're not going to make it (laughs) We need like a a late surge (laughs) Landslide people Landslide Yeah Uh, yeah, but we got a couple this week Uh, This is the last try (laughs) Gives us five stars Says these guys get it This is my source for thoughtful analysis Of the superhero genre Thank you Sweet And uh, Matt Carroll Music Our buddy Matt Says, uh, the love shows these guys are awesome. Their excitement for all things DC is infectious. Give them a try. One star. I'm just kidding. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yeah. No, five stars. Five stars. Um, so, uh, I'll ask for forgiveness up front here. Um, mm-hmm. I have been sick. Me too. Gosh, I, I was in a doctor's office earlier today. Mm. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. You too. Yay. Yeah. Fun winter times. Yeah, I, I, man, I've been so out of it. Like I was at work, and I'm taking a sip, you know, of some of some diet coke. Mm-hmm. And I look over, and one of the girls that works works with me. She's, I see her unfolding a thing, a- out of the corner of my eye, in my periphery. Some might say. <laughs> and this is my line of thought. It took about two point five seconds, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because I know she was sick. She called out the day before. I said, oh, Ella's still sick. I guess she's going home early. Wait. I said, wait, that's not a coat. That's a trash bag. Why is she wearing a trash bag? Oh, my <laughs> God. She doesn't have money for a coat. That's so sad. I think I've got an extra coat. I could bring her a coat tomorrow. Wait. She's just changing the trash. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's what happens when I get sick. That's pretty good. I don't even know who I am over <laughs> here wondering why people are wearing trash bags.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was awake between <laughs> two and seven thirty this morning, just staring at my ceiling. Not mm-hmm. sure what I went through in there doing that. It was a lot, but <laughs> I, I would doze off just enough to to have hope, and then cough myself back awake mm-hmm. or snort myself back awake because uh, you know I, I I couldn't get any part of my uh, head to do what it was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I I I don't know what happened in there, but I know I didn't like it, mm-hmm. and it went on for far too long. <laughs> Yeah. Sadly, I wasn't like hopeful when when dawn finally broke because I was like, I don't know how long this is going to last. I need to go see somebody.
1: Yeah. I, uh, last night I wandered into my bedroom to, to, uh, what was I doing? I don't remember what I was doing. I had the same
0: Uh, thought last night and the night
1: before. Oh, no. I wandered in to to put on my back brace because my back is still messed up. And instead, for some reason, I like passed out. I just passed out. <laughs> I just, I don't know what happened. I think I do. I was just like, I'm just going to lay down for a second because I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I,
0: I was awake so long this morning that I got up to go to the like uh, the urgent care or whatever and, and mm-hmm. go finally get somebody to give me stuff. And I got up and I, I even texted somebody what I was doing. And then I sat down to put on one of my socks and three hours passed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, I woke up even cold. <laughs> yes. Yes. And wanting to go to the doctor immediately. See, I the way my wife tells it, and this is like I walked in. I thought I'm going to put on the back brace, but first I'm just going to lay down, I guess. Uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the way my wife tells it, she's in the other room and she, she said, it, I was quiet for a really long time. And she even called out to me and I didn't answer. So she was like, ah, eh, he's just got his headphones on. It's one of the mm. things about, like, I've always had, like, roommates or or lived with someone. So, like, I, I rarely impose my own entertainment on other people. I just always have my headphones on. Nice. So it's just a habit now. But um, so she called out to me, thought I had my head- headphones on came back to look for me, and she was like, this is how she told me. She said, bless your heart, you were just laying on the bed with no cover on, all balled up like you were freezing. <laughs> <laughs> with the light on, asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing I know, I'm waking up, mm. and the room is dark, and there's like some sort of like weird little mood lamp thing that I haven't ever seen before on, and... Like, there's also, like, a little oil diffuser, and I'm all, like, wrapped up, and I feel like I'm in some sort of, like, new age hut. Of course. I don't know how that happened. I I mean, I assume my wife did it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. I, t- I, my situation has improved drastically. <laughs>
0: I spent most of the weekend waking up wondering, where's the dog? Oh, he has abandoned me. <laughs> yep i mean really happy really sorry happy because i could actually cuddle him because the rest of my family would would be sick if i did so mm-hmm. but do not worry he's fine I, I don't think it's transferable
1: yeah i don't yeah i don't think so all right you uh you want to get to the news here yeah
0: we should probably do that all right so we're we gonna new... like, pass mm-hmm. out mid-recording
1: yeah uh, we've got a new DC slate here, uh, they, which is really just a listing of official dates here. We've got a few new dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, February 7th, 2020. Wonder Woman 1984 comes out June 5th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Next up is The Batman, June 25th, 2021, followed pretty quickly thereafter by The Suicide Squad, August 6th, 2021. And Black Adam, December 22nd, 2021. 2020, we're going to get three movies in 2021. Yeah. It's hard to say if 2020 or 2021 are more exciting. I also can't believe we're talking about those, but still. 2021, I think, is more exciting for me. Uh, <laughs> I think but, so. Yeah. But four months after Black Adam, we get Shazam 2, April 1st. And I love that date, by the way, for, for Shazam. Obviously. Uh, April 1st, 2022. The Flash finally got a release date. July 1st, 2022. Sweet. And Aquaman 2, December 16th, 2022. I don't know about new gods. They haven't said that one yet. mm Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when that might come.
0: That's, that's a pretty full slate though. Mm-hmm. Two, three,
1: three.
0: Fuck. Yeah. That's a lot of
1: movies. I'm down, man. I'm down.
0: Yeah. They could do new gods in a way where it, it wouldn't affect anything. They
1: could just throw it in later. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's
0: new gods after all, but
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Let's jump over to Joker real quick. Uh, and I do mean real quick. Mm. There was um there's a new featurette out because Joker released digitally. Uh it's called Joker Vision and Fury. It's a 22 minute behind the scenes home release featurette. And uh Todd Phillips, the headline is that Arthur Fleck might be not might not be the real Joker. Todd Phillips says there's many ways to look at the movie. He might not be Joker this is just a version of Joker origin of a Joker origin it's just the version this guy is telling in this room at a mental institution I don't know that he's the most reliable narrator narrator in the world you know what I'm saying <laughs> so there you go if you were struggling with cracking that nut Todd just drew it out for you in crayon in a special feature
0: <laughs> apparently the the storytelling in the in the session at the end is the actual story mm-hmm. Everything else is everything else is to be interpreted.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and over to Birds of Prey, we officially have an R rating. Okay. IMD. IMDb is listing the reasons as strong violence and language throughout, and some sexual and drug material.
0: <laughs> no
1: kidding. I'm down. Whatever. Yep. Uh, now, there was a set visit earlier this year, and Margot Robbie had this to say about the director, Kathy Yan, which makes me excited, all of this, that she says. She says, I actually saw Kathy's film, Dead Pigs, which is an ensemble, and it also doesn't have a distributor, so it's not out. and You can't find it, and I want to watch it terribly. <laughs> um, I don't think it's been released yet. No kidding. So I don't know if anyone's or everyone's seen it. No, Margot, we don't. We haven't. Mm -hmm. And it's an ensemble cast as well. The design of the film is stunning. I think it's a very hard thing to do uh, an ensemble piece and give everyone with so little real estate on screen, give them the time to understand them or see their point of view. And then, of course, seeing all their storylines interweaving, which is something that happens in this film. So we looked for a director who could accomplish that in a satisfying and organic way. And I saw Kathy did that incredibly in Dead Pigs. So that obviously put her on our radar to begin with. But we explored so many different directors. I said, I I really want it to be a female director if that's how it kind of comes together. But of course, I don't think uh, you should force that either. At the end of the day, is whoever's the best person for the job, and we met with directors, both male and female, Kathy gave the best pitch. She came in, she understood the piece, she elevated the ideas that we'd been working on, and kind of took them to a place. And that's kind of what you need your director to do, to take what you have and then elevate it to another level. And she did that. And I remember writing copious notes every time we spoke to someone, and Kathy came in, and my page was just like a big smiley face. (laughs) <laughs> I was I was so like it's perfect. She's perfect for it. Yeah. So it was really exciting that initial conversation. Then in an interview with Screen Rant, Kathy Ann or Yan I don't know how you say it. Uh, I'm gonna say Yan. Sure. I'm sticking. I'm dying on that Let's hill. Let's go with it. Spoke with the films. Spoke about the films approach to Harley. And this is really cool. She says I think there's such a duality in Harley Quinn, even in just the blue and the pink, and Doctor Harley Doctor Harley and Quinzel versus harley quinn both sides of her are there and she's still very much the smart doctor that she once was she's still capable of armchair diagnosing anyone we say that's part of her superpower but then she can be so easily manipulated and has really low self-esteem and has all of the issues that joker really brought out in her so i think this is a great opportunity to explore the woman behind harley quinn and explore that duality and dive deeper into her psyche yeah we definitely do that
0: i i think i'd i'd I just love everything you've said for the last few minutes. Right. Yeah, I, I have nothing to contribute. That sounds fantastic. Just go with it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it. it let's let's talk about this Game Awards thing. The, the 31 second sneak peek uh, of Birds of Prey at the Game Awards that they put out, and you can find it online. Yeah. And uh, the the clip has uh, is like overl overlaid with Mr. Sandman. Great musical choice. Love that oh, yeah. song anyway, but. Uh, And it has narration from Harley saying, ladies, if you want boys to respect you, you have to show them that you're serious. Blow something up. Hit someone. Nothing gets a guy's attention like violence. And it's just so many clips of so many violent actions.
0: Oh, yeah. The trailer is very meta for that phrase. And it looks so fun. Exactly. I I left thinking, I don't know what just happened, but I don't want to see this. I want to see this (laughs) as soon as possible.
1: <laughs> and I absolutely love the bit where Dinah says of Huntress, "I love this chick. She's got rage issues." <laughs> and Huntress is like, "I don't have rage issues." Yeah, and Journey Smollett's face, like as, as she screams at her, it was just so great. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, the, like even this thirty second clip, really uh, showcased more of of the dynamic between the birds of prey. Um, than we've gotten before. And I, I think it looks fantastic. I, you know, a lot of people have been worried that, uh, that Harley Quinn is going to take too much center stage. Well, she's got to take center stage because she's Harley Quinn and she's who everybody knows, but yeah, she is the tentpole. I think every, all of these, like if they're doing Harley Quinn, and they're introducing the birds of prey, and then we can get a birds of prey movie, and that actually is successful later because the, everyone knows them now because of this. That, that's gonna work out fine, y'all. Oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, and that's gonna work out really, really well. There's and plenty they of opportunity to expand here. These girl these ladies, look like a lot of fun. Like the the interpretation of these of these characters look fun.
0: I sense good timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that means a lot in that kind of film. Ensemble films are really all about that.
1: Well, I mean, if you remember Michelle's friend Denise on Full House, you know Ooh. Journey Smollett's got got good timing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if I know anything about that, oh, she knows she knows how to turn a phrase.
0: Clearly, all right. I'm you... I'm miming. Uh, <laughs> cut that out right now, but you can't see that. <laughs>
1: oh wonder woman 1984 at the brazil comic-con patty jenkins explained why 1984 she says we wanted to bring diana into the modern world but the 80s is a period that wonder woman is quite synonymous with so it was great to see her there but most importantly it's sort of the height of western civilization and the success of the world that we all live in the aftermath of now so i was curious to collide our <laughs> kind wonder of like woman like interpretation yeah yeah I was curious to to collide our Wonder Woman into the height of our current modern belief system and what kind of villains come out of that and see what happens. So it all came quite naturally. Uh, She does say, we are done. The movie is done. She told this to Collider. She says, because it doesn't come out for a few months, for the first time in my career, I was able to say, hey guys, can you let me fiddle with this? Can you let me fiddle with that? So I'm fiddling, but the movie is technically done. There were mm-hmm. even these moments where I remember when we weren't going to Comic-Con and somebody speculated, maybe they don't have enough action. I was like, ah, just wait. You're going to see action. You're going to see. There's no way we just did that as a reaction. That's a year-long process. Yeah. That,
0: <laughs> the action in that trailer looked uh, well-planned. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was not knee jerk reaction.
1: Yeah. but She says, I'm actually sitting around in movies where you say, oh, you always just end and you're done. This time, I'm actually sitting around and saying, what if, what if we maybe... I could do a different version of that shot. Can I try a different, oh wow, that's incredible. I'm sitting in an editing room right now and playing and seeing if I can pitch back something that I like better. That's incredible. I've never gotten to do that in my life. And we don't have, we don't like change anything. We don't change anything. But if we find something we like, then we'll do that. You know, it's pretty incredible. And that is like, that's crazy. Like she actually has several months now where she can play with stuff and just like have time to, to tinker.
0: Yeah, that is a cool freedom. It's also something that you really have to keep a personal check on. You do. You yeah. can tinker something to death.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can.
0: The way she's talking about it, she's like excited and not anxious about the tinkering. So it gives me hope that it's I couldn't do more it. refining than anything else.
1: I couldn't do it. I I would be in tears having second guessed every shot of the movie. <laughs> there would be four cuts.
0: I'd I- I be unhappy <laughs> with all of them. I agree. There'd be 20% of shared footage between the four cuts. Mhm. Uh, I get it. I get it. But, uh, yeah, it's it, the fact that she's that, that, that excited is, uh, comforting.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, over to a little Batman news. Uh, Robert Pattinson's life cast, uh, <laughs> made it, he made it into a sculptor and prop maker, uh, at Reeves FX, R-E-E-V-Z FX on Twitter. Uh, and um, he's got friends. He's got a, a friend in the business who got him a, a life cast of Robert Pattinson's face. Now this guy may, has like these really Badass life-size Batman costumes that he's made, mm-hmm. and uh, with like muscle suits and everything, and he wears them sometimes. Sometimes he has them on on dummies and stuff. And he's previously used uh, the one the the suit that he used here to showcase an Affleck life cast with uh, the Jim Lee inspired blue and gray cowl. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it just looks so good. And he put the Pattinson face, the put Pattinson head, into that. Suit and it just looks so good, dude. It looks so good. I mm. <laughs> like. We have no idea what this suit is gonna look like, but if it looked like that, I'd be pretty damn happy. <laughs> it's
0: it's a good pitch.
1: Also, I kind of want to be that guy, like
0: <laughs> doing the and, cast.
1: Yeah, like he does life cast and makes costumes and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you ostensibly have life size action figures. Like, <laughs> this is how like do I sign up to do that? Yeah, he's got like With- different. He collect, like, he's hundreds got of a, articulations he has a keaton head he has a freaking affleck head he, he yeah. also he uh, it was his suit it was his muscle suit that um val kilmer wore for the uh Jay and silent bob reboot nice so anyway i thought it looked cool it's definitely something to check out and um pattinson has been making the rounds talking about the batman role he says uh while talking to New York York Times, he says, Batman's not a hero. He's a complicated character. I don't think I could ever play a real hero. There's always got to be something uh, a little bit wrong. I think it's because one of my eyes is smaller than the other one. (laughs) Um, Then he, he, he... He goes on to talk about what excites him about playing the character, why he's afraid to talk about the movie. He says, I love the director, Matt Reeves, and it's a dope character. His morality is a little bit off. He's not the golden boy, unlike almost every other comic book character. There is a simplicity to his worldview, but where it sits is strange, which allows you to have more scope with the character. And the Times points out, and this is lost in translation. I don't know where he paused, but the the New York Times interviewer points out, you just paused. And Robert Pattinson replies, Ooh, I just fear that when I say something, anything about Batman, people online are like, what does this mean? And I don't know. I used to be very good at, at censoring myself, but I've said so many ridiculous things over the years. So I'm always curious when I'm promoting these movies, how many times I can mess up. It feels <laughs> like with every movie that comes out, there's always one quote from me where it's like, how? What kind of out-of-body experience produced that screaming nonsense? <laughs> Uh, and that pretty well seems like a very
0: honest response.
1: Yeah. He's in an interview with The Guardian, he joked that, uh, he says that he's sick of all the questions about the movie and he just wants to get on with the filming. And he says, I'm already remembering what it's like to talk about a movie where there's an expectation. Whenever you say anything, people are like, argue you idiot. Like, dude, I haven't even started yet.
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, the interviewer pointed out it was like, the Batman is a lot to live up to. And he says, but there is no harsher critic of myself than myself. So I don't need to worry about anyone else. And then uh, they asked him about the worst case scenario. And he says... You know, if it doesn't work out, he his backup plan is porn. But art house porn. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yeah. I, I like his sense of humor. Yeah. Not necessarily something you want in a Batman, but No, I kinda like a I, I kinda
0: like the sense of urgency in the interviews. It sounds like he's not completely unflustered.
1: Yeah. But I do I do He's like not that too he's, damn
0: cool to play Batman.
1: Right. But you know, I also think that he's it feels like he's taking it with a grain of salt. He's the opposite sad afflecking. Possibly, yeah. (laughs) There won't be any
0: videos of him and what's that song they played against?
1: Oh, um,
0: hello! Sound of silence. Sound of silence. Sound of silence. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we're gonna get that video out. Uh, There's, yeah, we'll skip that this time. I think.
1: Yeah. Now uh, over to the Suicide Squad. This was kind of interesting, and I've seen some people freaking out about it. I don't think it's anything to freak out about necessarily. Um, First of all let me just say like people are so hateful to david ayer on twitter you guys stop just stop <laughs> like it's is really depressing like we get like bits of, of of news about the new suicide squad because he's just honestly responding to people who were being shitty to him yeah uh. but um whatever that, that's not really part of the story except that the thread came from from him just responding to trolls mm. um But David Ayer points out that the new Suicide Squad movie is not a sequel. It's a reinvention. And James Gunn is going to absolutely knock it out of the park. He says, I'm cheering every step of the way. Someone responded, "Uh, I don't understand what that means. Is your movie just a standalone, one-off, or has nothing to do with continuity? And Ayer says, yes, that is correct. Some characters and elements will be used, but James Gunn is reinventing the the, the universe. Everybody recognizes the immense potential of the franchise. So I think it'll be canon, but I also think it will be... It's own thing. It's just like what they've been saying. Like, it ha- Suicide Squad happened, but the Suicide Squad doesn't pick up any of those threads.
0: Not necessarily. Yeah. Some of the actors, sure. The themes, definitely. But if there's going to end up being a chronological timeline to these movies, we're going to have to see where they take it from uh, for probably a, a later point than this movie.
1: And, you know, as also, as they've said, Birds of Prey is much more a sequel to Su- Ayer's Suicide Squad than this will be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it's told with an unreliable narrator, so we'll have to see where that goes to.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So, giving an interview with the Radio Times, Henry Cavill was asked if uh, being in The Witcher would keep him from reprising Superman, and uh, Henry Cavill says this, You've got to keep in mind that regardless of what movies I'll be doing over the next few years, you can fit two projects into one year. Sure. And then he was asked if there was hope of him being Superman again, and Cavill referencing... The the family crest there says I mean that's what it stands for right. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the the latest in the Snyder Cut kerfuffle. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Zack Snyder shared a new photo of uh, Superman in the black and the black and silver, and he, and he said the caption was "My Superman." And Mm -hmm. in the comments, he says, it was all meant to have the black suit in reference to the first Justice League movie, the first of the two planned Justice League films. And um, he says, let's put it this way. In Zack Snyder's Justice League, he will have a black suit. If you ever see my film, this is the suit. Hmm. And he also said that the the blue and red would have come in Justice League part two. He says, I love them both, but the blue one is where he must end up after a journey. Yeah. So if we, so I'd yeah. If that. we if we get the Snyder cut, we're gonna be really missing that second Justice League movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Possibly true.
1: Mm-hmm. He also uh, posted a a drawing of Wonder Woman beheading Steppenwolf and wrote, "Now you're getting it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, finally, the Justice League uh, Snyder Cut fans flew, uh, released the Snyder Cut banner over the the Warner Brothers Studios. It says, "And Sarnoff, please release the Snyder Cut." And half of the proceeds from that demonstration went uh, straight to support for suicide prevention. Nice. And Zach posted a picture of it and wrote, "I'm watching this. this is awesome." And uh, he's been way more vocal about the actual movement lately, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. And. Uh, we'll see where it goes but uh, where we're going next is TV so we're gonna break real quick don't don't go away please We are back, and uh, see. Uh, we got Crisis on Infinite Earths. You want to talk about Crisis a little bit? Yep, hit it up. All right, so I, I feel compelled to inform you that the 100-page Crisis on Infinite Earths tie-in is at Walmart right now. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Well, I'm going to pick it up. If you pick it up, we can do a Patreon episode. Oh,
0: fun. All right, I'll go looking for it. I've just been stung by Walmart's like availability
1: before. Mm. Well, if we can't find it for some reason, we'll wait for the deluxe edition. I'm not trying to drive a couple counties over. No. Find this book. Mm. No. Um. <laughs> Crisis continues on January 14th with the final two parts airing back to back, and uh, then we've got the rest of the uh, the premieres, uh, the premiere dates. Batwoman returns on January 19th at 8 p.m eastern supergirl january 19th at 9 p.m eastern black lightning january 20th at 9 p.m eastern arrow on january 21st 8 p.m eastern legends of tomorrow january 21st at 9 p.m eastern so um i I guess we can ascertain that they'll save some of the multiverse (laughs) (laughs) yeah um mark guggenheim it's promising more surprises. He says, we're completely finished shooting. Hour five will lock by the end of the week. Hour four has been locked for a couple of weeks now. Surprises in both. Nice. And we have uh, we have a synopsis for the last two episodes. And the synopses are pretty fun. Um, <laughs> for the Arrow episode, Oliver has become something else in part four of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Episode penned by Marv Wolfman and Mark Guggenheim. Stuck in the vanishing point, the Paragons search for a way to escape. The futility of the situation is compounded by the Flash's disappearance. However, hope appears in the form of Oliver, who reveals that he has become something else. Meanwhile, the origin stories for the Monitor and Anti-Monitor are revealed. Glenn Winter directed the episode. And then for Legends of Tomorrow, part five of Crisis on Infinite Earths, it just says, worlds lived, worlds died, nothing will ever be the same. Sweet. Right? Yep. Dig it. That's exactly the amount of synopsis I needed for yes. both. <laughs> I also needed
0: to be going in thinking oh, there's going to be at least some other kind of surprise. Mm-hmm. That makes me very happy. I don't care how small it is, just something.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this is exciting, and this if this if this is true, this might be like my favorite thing that comes out of Crisis. Mm-hmm. It, I, I don't know. I'd have to really think about it hard. And then reevaluate uh, several times. But um, naturally, this has kind of caught the internet by storm a little bit. Uh, Mark Bernardin, co host of uh, Fat Man on Batman or Fat Man Beyond, I guess it's called now, mm-hmm. um, he pitched a Lucifer Constantine crossover event. Mm-hmm. He says, he tweets out, Dear Warner Brothers TV, I would like to do a miniseries starring Tom Ellis and Matt Ryan following Lucifer and John Constantine as they drive from L.A. to New York City, leaving broken hearts and scorched earth in their wake. Call it Highway to Hell. Give me money. <laughs> um, yes, please. I would totally watch that. And, uh, yeah, so...
0: I want a Hunter S. Thompson cameo if we're going to do it, though. I don't know, man. Sounds right. Road trip. I don't want to... I don't with A want couple to, devils.
1: I don't want it to be
0: some kind and a of bunch weird, of
1: debauchery. Maybe. I don't want it to be some sort of Legends of Tomorrow cameo, like celebrity cameo, where it's like a guy who doesn't look anything like Hunter S. Thompson doing mm. the worst Hunter S. Thompson impersonation imaginable. Gotcha. But uh if if they did it right and like you have, you know, a little bit of magic, maybe a devil face with uh with, with, with Lucy and 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 John in a bar or something. And over in the corner, you see Hunter S Thompson tripping balls and just like, Oh, well, you know, that would be fantastic.
0: Somebody in the green, uh, accountant advisor thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: so yeah, uh, Joe Henderson says that he's interested. Like everybody is Matt Ryan expressed approval via gif in the comments. And, uh, everyone's been tagging Warner brothers TV as much as they can. And, uh, yeah, I I would love to see it. And uh, this that same Henderson, Lucifer co-showrunner, mm-hmm. was talking to Entertainment Weekly about uh, the the appearance on the crossover, and uh, he says I have thoughts <laughs> in regards to the crossover, uh, in in regards to the history with Constantine. He says, uh, by the way, credit where credit is due. That scene, we we only added two things to it. One, I pitched the flirt joke, which Tom surprised the actor who plays Diggle with. I wish we'd been covering his side because you got a great reaction from him. Hmm. And then the Constantine, Constantine bit, that was Tom having heard about the debate from one of our writers. Uh, Other than that, that was all them on The Flash. And I thought they did such a wonderful job of capturing the voice, knowing how to write Lucifer, because Lauren Sirto, who watches the show and is a fan of it, wrote our Lucifer, which was lovely. And... um, he says, I have theories about Lucifer and Constantine's past relationship. We should do. We should explore it in a spinoff, he says with a laugh. And uh, apparently there's not one planned at this time, but oh my gosh. But yes, and, please. And you know what? Uh, despite the fact that Netflix lost a million subscribers due to Disney Plus launching,
0: <laughs>
1: TV Time reports that Netflix accounts for 19 of the 20 most watched original series on streaming. The Outlier... Is Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale, which mm-hmm. is number six. But the top of the list, Lucifer. <laughs> Stranger Things came in number two. Why not? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Strange, but damn it. The the devil's greatest gift was always charisma, right?
1: I guess so. Staying power, that one. He gave me a pretty cool flashlight once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. Um... Uh, <laughs> I guess I should have said fiddle. That would have been funnier. Hey, I'll tell you. who you one person that fucking fiddle. That's yeah, super. that's true. Um, <laughs> I guess we know uh, one person who survives crisis. Uh, Kenyon Lonsdale says Kid Flash is back after crisis. He says uh, after working on his inner life in Tibet, Wally West, a.k.a. Kid Flash, is back to help Team Flash against a familiar threat, but one with a very new face.
0: Hopefully reverse. Hmm. Hopefully reverse Flash.
1: I don't want to see a new faced reverse Flash.
0: Ah, when you say New Face, I just think that because they literally teased it that way. But, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's him.
0: We've got to tie that up at some point. Why not do it with uh, Wally West return?
1: You know what? I would make it a Geomancer, but a good version. <laughs> like if if good there was a, luck, sir. If there was one thing that Crisis on Infinite Earths could erase, it would be Geomancer for me.
0: <laughs> I, I would like the entire series to wrap up, and there just be like some discussion between everybody there, where they say, "Well, we fixed everything, but there was one thing that can't be undone ever under any circumstances, barring any retcons." Barring any universal changes, forget everything that might happen afterwards. This will never be undone. And you just see him with a white wall. hmm ah! I'm sure he'd scream over dramatically.
1: Instead, yeah. <laughs> Flash! Instead of, uh... <laughs> Instead of, like, Superboy... Is that Super Boy... enough? Yeah. Instead of Superboy Prime stuck in the, in the middle of the sun as Geomancer.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> Flailing at reality. Yeah. Uh, oh, also... Uh... Supergirl. We got Supergirl. And uh, by the way, they just celebrated filming their 100th episode. Nicely uh, I, we don't know if this is a result of the crisis or if this is just Mixie being Mixie, but they we have a new Mixia Spitlick coming to town. They've cast someone else else's Mixia Spitlick. Mm-hmm. It is Reno 911 star Thomas Lennon.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought I was going to hear. <laughs> Pretty happy about it.
1: I'm sure, man. I'm sure. I, mm-hmm. I saw that news and I'm like, oh, Jason's gonna be happy about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's always he's always been funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's great. All right, so uh, the Star Girl trailer. Now, well, last news episode we talked about the uh, the bad the bad green screen Star Girl teaser. You complained that that wasn't even worthy of being called a teaser. Well, now you have a full length trailer, buddy. How, mm-hmm. you, how you feeling? Um, oh yeah, see it once, but it looked pretty damn good. Look, man. I, you know, I saw Luke Wilson. I saw Joel McHale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I saw Starman and Stripe, dude. Like, I, I saw Star Girl kicking ass. Uh, I don't care. They're going to be running on CW. They can make it family friendly. That looked badass. Yeah,
0: look pretty good. Uh, generations of Star Men and Star Girls. Uh, I, I, you know, the trailer you walk away from, be like, oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen here. I know it's going to be multi-generational multi-generational and the
1: action looks kind of fun and the acting looks on point so i'm in Uh, it's it's and look man we're gonna look we're getting flashbacks to the justice society i feel like i'm pretty sure like when he like runs in when luke wilson runs into the justice society headquarters I saw a bunch of green energy. I'm thinking Brent from Fans is going to get his from Fans Without Borders is going to get his wish a little sooner than he thought. I think we're getting some Green Lantern stuff. I'll take it. Get a little Alan Scott. Oh, any kind. Oh man. Yeah. All oh, that looked so dope. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm just I don't care. I've seen so many people like it's not going to be gritty. They're not going to curse, and uh, I don't I don't care, man. This is.
0: I'm too tired to sound super excited right now, but I actually am. It, it looked really fu- it looked really fun.
1: And, you
0: know, I stand by like that supposed te- te- uh, teaser was just like one framed in crop shot. But uh, yeah, th- this looked like something more. There's clearly a plan.
1: Mm-hmm. It looks good. It, it it does. And I like Luke Wilson. Oh, yeah. And we both love Joel McHale. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't look like he's going to be lasting very long. I don't expect so. But <laughs> I'll probably like him while he's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a recent interview with Jeff Johns uh, mm-hmm. at Newsarama, Rama, he uh, hinted at some things. He says it's a really exciting year to have Doomsday Clock finished up, which I've been hearing about some of the stuff that went on there. And it was an interesting finish. That's interesting. Uh, he says I'm doing more comics. Star Girl's trailer is out. Wonder Woman's on its way, and a lot of work with Green Lantern outside comics. That'll hopefully that hopefully you'll hear about soon. Sweet. I want Green Lanterns. Give me the Green Lanterns, <laughs> some damn where, some damn where. Oh man, like how do you do a crisis without lanterns? I just I don't. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, Warner Brothers has uh, announced some details for the animated feature Superman Red Sun, and uh, it's going to be available in 4K Ultra HD combo pack, thirty nine ninety nine. That's forty three ninety nine in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blu-ray combo pack, twenty four ninety eight USA, thirty four ninety seven Canada, as well as on digital. Uh, and um, the four K Ultra HD combo pack features the uh, Ultra HD Blu-ray disc in four K with HDR, a Blu-ray disc containing the film in high def, and a digital version of the movie. And um, yeah, Jason Isaacs is Superman in this thing. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, maybe I realized that before. Uh, if, you do, if you don't know, Superman Red Sun takes place in an alternate reality where the spaceship bearing the last survivor of Krypton crash lands, not in Kansas, but in Stalinist Russia and uh, explores the question of whether this Cold World era Earth survives the coming of a Soviet Superman. And yeah. uh, look, one of the, the best endings I've ever seen. Yes, I agree. Or read. And it's one of the most interesting Superman stories I've ever read. Uh, Mark Millar uh book yeah now uh Jason Isaacs is superman Dietrich Bader is lex luthor Amy Acker is lois lane Vanessa Marshall is wonder woman Phil Morris as uh James Olsen uh I have Paul Williams is Brainiac Roger Craig Smith is Batman Sasha roes as Hal Jordan Phil Lamar is uh uh John Stewart I mean, there are a lot of great yeah, not names lacking here. here. Not li- not liking here. Now they did they released a uh, a trailer for this, Mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, I I didn't like it. <laughs> Why? The first time. Ah, there we go. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I, I didn't like it the first time, uh, and there was something it, something off about all the Russian accents. Uh huh. They just sounded weird to me, and I don't know if it's my own personal bias. For the the actors who are in this thing, mm-hmm. because after I found out who was in it, I watched it again and thought it would look and sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you know, just hearing it, my wife looked over and said, what are you watching? That sounds awful. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I might just be uh, riding the bias train on this one. But Nah. I, I think it. If you think about it, that
0: trailer came with a lot of context that wasn't necessarily there yet. It's a pretty mm-hmm. short trailer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that happened in that story.
1: Yeah. I need to break out my, my volumes of that because I have like the first releases uh, downstairs mm. and I'd like to reread that. That's worth or a reread. I could probably just go to DC Universe. I keep forgetting that they'd have comics.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I only occasionally get to it, but they're there.
1: <laughs> yeah. They were like, uh, I had like a, a few months ago, I had like a special Kindle deal and it was like, you can get a free book. And I was like, cool. And I got a crisis and I was like, damn it. I could have read that on DC Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was bummed. I've done it. All right. Well, that's everything I've got. Uh, me too. That's our show, man. Yeah. We're not two hours long tonight.
0: Yeah. It's going to have to be a quick one. I think we're both probably going to go pass out really soon.
1: Uh, I think I'm gonna eat a little cornbread and milk. Mm. Doesn't sound bad. I'm, pretty well, uh, oh, I'm yeah. pretty well medicated. Oh yeah, I'm gonna lie down. My head's full of the Vicks na- uh, nasal spray. So,
0: oh, I, uh, I'm, I'm also riding something that I'm not, I'm not mispronouncing this. It's called Ninja Cough. N mm. I N G A, no N I N J A, C O, F, Ninja Cough.
1: Ninjerkoff.
0: I. I I thought, man, I cannot believe somebody got that through uh there's no way it got through FDA without a lot of chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Cause guess what? It's cough medicine. Mm-hmm.
1: That you can cough
0: like a ninja. Like I'm I, I keep waiting for somebody to hop in my house and be like, ha, it was a joke. I can't believe you fell for it. A child named this. You should take it.
1: You've been taking liquefied peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> That's a melted down candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of lighter fluid
0: enjoy the diabetes
1: yeah
0: yeah i've been waiting for that keep staring at it wondering what's gonna happen if i actually take it i'll probably sleep well that's probably yeah, what's gonna happen
1: that's probably all that'll happen hey you know that's a better instinct than my instinct which i've just moved a uh this really cool superman uh, henry cavill superman figure i've got mm-hmm. and uh I, I don't know. The lighting is different on this side of the room or something, because now I I keep noticing that his cape looks like a fruit roll-up. Nice. And I just, I want to go put his cape in my mouth, but I know that it's not going to taste like a fruit roll-up.
0: It will not. Although, maybe, but probably not. I wouldn't put money on it.
1: And yet, that symbol stands for something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, right. We're done for this year. We're done for for, for, for 2019. Yeah. So, yeah. um. We're recording on the 23rd. Guys, gals.
0: Wish we had more energy to have recorded on the 23rd. but Yeah, yeah.
1: well. Hey, it's Christmas time. We're all sick. Don't know what's happening, but uh, uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Whatever you happen to observe, I hope you observe it well. And um, I know Jason does too. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just know it. I knew it uh, instinctually because he didn't respond in any kind of way that would indicate that he felt the same. <clears throat>
0: I, uh, I wasn't, like, spiteful of the
1: statement or anything. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pretty on board. <laughs> and uh, as as a Christmas gift, maybe we'll have a name for, for the fan base when we come back in the new year. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GIMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnscreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv.